Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% luck, 20% luck, 20% Alice drives. Away to Debo with eight to shoot. Back to Eld and Louisville transfer drives. It's Debo in the corner. Shot clock's at three. Oh, he's got to go to work. Inside Brazil with a two-hand flush. Shot clock winding down. Just throw it into Big Trevin. Ellis splits the double team. Penetrates, kicks it out. Mark, right wing. Three is good. Come on, Mark with the tray. Mark. Five for Mark. 15 to eight, Razorback. They're zoning defensively right now. Davenport in the key. Brazil with a one-hand dunk. He dunked that one over Jeremiah Gambrell. Battle with a rebound. Ahead to Davenport. Graham runs the floor. Goaltending and... I think he was fouled. Yeah, and they one. called a foul. It's going to be an and one. Goaltending. Graham gets the basket. He'll go to the line. Hogs are up 19 to 10. Layton got to beat him across the timeline. He has it knocked away. Loose ball picked up by Harris. Harris to the rim. Lays it up and in. Tanaje Harris. Right place, right time. Picked up the loose ball. 78-43. Blake with a rebound. Ahead to Arbogast. They couldn't get the shot away before the horn sounded. They tried to get it to the walk-on. That's it. Hawks take their season opener. 93-59. to Our final score. Arkansas runs away from the Braves. And they win it by 34. I think we had 238 passes, so... Uh, 38 passes over what we wanted. Uh, I still think we can play faster than we did. Obviously, scoring 93 points is is a you know a lot of points, but I think that pace-wise we can do better. And certainly, the 15 turnovers we have to clean up. Well, I don't know if all they're going to do is win, but so far so good. Arkansas 2 and 0, 1 and 0 officially with an easy win over Alcorn State last night, 93-59. And Arkansas spreading the wealth. Battle with 21 leading the way. You're going to hear him on Morning Mayhem through the season this year as well. So glad to have him playing well. And uh, led uh, three guys in double figures. 16 for Tremont Mark, who had four out of six from three. And Brazil, a couple of highlight reel dunks and 13 points for him. So... Don't know if he's all the way back, but he looked pretty darn good last night. Yeah. If he's not, look out. I can say this with 100% confidence. Okay. They're good. Okay. They're, they're, they're just good. Yep. They've got three good guards that can go off for 20 any night. Um, their scores, but they also play defense. They get after you. And I'm, I'm sure that's why Musselman was attracted to these guys. Tremont Mark, you know, uh, the, in the Purdue game, he was kind of the leader last night. There was a stretch where he kind of he, he caught fire, and I think he made two threes in a row and three out of four possessions or three out of five possessions. And it was just bang, bang, bang. Looked so smooth. But Caleb Battle, that was the one to me last night. He he just he's got at times he looks like an NBA guard the way he just he the quick release he catches it no hesitation and he, he may not be wide open like there could he could be guarded but he's so quick with it just bam right in your face and it, it's a good looking shot L Ellis he was just kind of running the team last night there was one time where I thought like L was like I, I want to get well I want to get a shot and you know and it's a little human nature but for the most part he he's just running the team Devo solid I mean five five and five no turnovers the guard play was excellent then you throw in Brazil uh, really the only negative, and I think it's a positive, Brazil gets ejected from the game for coming off of the bench, and I think that's a great learning moment for the entire team that, you know, they're going, they're, they're keeping an eye on that. 
And he didn't go that far on the court, but he went far enough. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, uh-oh, he may get kicked off, kicked out for that. Sure enough, they look at it, and he was ejected. And uh, at least it's a game that, you know, it didn't really matter. It was 10 minutes to go in the game, I think, and they were up 30. So I, I bet he never does that again, and hopefully no nobody on the team does that again. They kept The number kept going up on the line, and Arkansas ends up covering anyway pretty comfortably. 93-59 the final. Yeah, I, I want to make a big deal about Devo, too. Obviously, he's our guy, but... A perfect, clean game for him. Five points, five assists, five rebounds. And again, no turnovers. That's mm-hmm. that's maturity. And last night was one of those games, and it, it got sloppy uh, in the second half. And Devo played under control all night long. This was a game in, in the past. I think we'd have seen Devo get involved in some of the sloppiness and do some things. You're like, Devo, no. You know, you, you, you've been around too long. You can't do that. He didn't last night. And that was what was encouraging for me. He was under control the entire night. In fact, there were times where I was like, other guards were a little bit more out of control. One of them's blocker, and he's a freshman. It's his first real game as a Razorback, and he mm-hmm. was out of control, and he played like a freshman. But Devo looked like a senior out there that had been uh, through these games so many times and uh, always under control. And, uh, that was a, a huge positive for me, the way Devo looked. Um, I want to get a recap from the question of the day yesterday because we asked about basketball. 661-1037 if you want to join us today. Probably a good segment to get in. We've got a really, really busy schedule today. So if you want to join us, talk some hoops, talk some football, whatever you want to get in on, we'd be happy to have you. If you want to talk about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger feeding donkeys on Monday Night Football with the Mannings, that's cool. Whatever you're into. I guess I missed that. Well, you were busy watching hoops. That's all right. I was. You're focused on the right things. Uh, We do have college basketball tonight, college football tonight. A couple of big upsets last night in hoops, too. Michigan State got beat by James Madison, and one of the assistant coaches on James Madison is Tom Izzo's nephew, oddly Uh enough. And then uh, LSU, number one defending champion. They add Van Lith, the All-American from Louisville, and they get beat by Colorado. I don't know if Dion had anything to do with it, but what a performance and what a loss. And LSU, uh, welcome to the new season. Colorado, it's it's relevant now because of Dion. So yeah, I'm sure Dion's taking a little credit for this. That <laughs> people want to come to Colorado and play all sports, yeah. not just football. Clint Cox is join us here in about two, 15 minutes or so, courtesy of Farm Brothers Flying Service. Zach Williams, Razorback defensive lineman, will join us. Thanks to Fence Brokers in the 11 o'clock hour after the Red White Report, which is brought to you by Big O Tires. And I'm sure Zach's feeling a little bit better after the victory at Florida. Oof. And no matter what happens, he will be part of the. First team ever to win in the Swamp. Hmm. So that's something yeah. you can hang your hat on. Hopefully that also leads to a bowl game and a 4-0 finish down the stretch. Was Zach with us to start the season? We've had him the whole time? Yeah. Okay. I just couldn't remember ever talking to Zach after a win. That's been a while. Uh, Pat Bradley will be on with us, courtesy of River City Flooring. I'm sure he had a chance to watch the game. I know he was in the SEC Network studio last night. So he will uh, visit with us about that win and whatever else happened around the SEC last night. I didn't really catch... A whole lot of other scores, I guess. I was watching the top 25 stuff, but I don't remember seeing anything that was really notable other than Michigan State stumbling last night. USC beat Kansas State, but Kansas State's not as good as they were last year. That's good. i got to go to a game there later this year. I saw Aaron Torres tweet out that he uh, watched the Alabama game, and he was expecting Alabama to take a a step back after losing a a lot of their players and bringing in a lot of new players. He said Alabama was as impressive as ever. He Hmm. he came away impressed with Alabama. Grant Nelson looked good. He had 24, I think. Oh, boy. That's that's not fair. Would have liked to have gotten him. Eli Craner, courtesy of Jackalope Cycling, also going to be on this coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. And then uh, entertainment birthdays, and uh, we'll hand it off to Out of Bounds. That's the plan. So we'll see if we can execute today. Um, let's see here. If you want to join us, 661-1037, Southern Structural Solutions text line. Also, same number, 661-1037. And you can hit us up uh, through our Asher Record Live fan feedback through our Listen Live button. Arkansas back on the court Friday, right? Who's the, who's the next Garden opponent? Webb. Okay. Friday. All right, then. Don't know much about them. But I imagine you're going to get more of the same. They're the Bulldogs. That's all I know, right? Yeah. It's, I, this is going to be a team that I think is going to dog you on the defensive end, uh-huh. and it's going to be splitting up time for highlight performances for the highlight reel. I mean, they're going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be appointment television, I think, for most people. No doubt. Last night it started off that way with the dunks from Brazil, but really what gave thank you, what gave Arkansas the, the lead was their defense. They were playing a lot. There were times that – Alcorn State couldn't even get a shot off. Like, they were just trying to get a shot off at the buzzer. 
uh, Arkansas's defense was intense, and that's what got them that lead. And all of a sudden, you look up, and they were already up 10, 12 points, and they had just played a couple of minutes. But uh, second-half intensity kind of wore off on them, and it got a little sloppier, and, and Arkansas's defense kind of uh, slacked off a little bit. And then they played more guys. But in the first half, when they were really clicking, the defense was very impressive to watch. And you can tell these young guys have already bought into Musselman's philosophy. Well, you got depth, which makes the team better as you lead up to game day, which is great, and that's something uh, Battle talked about last night. I mean, practice is everything. You know, that's the only way to get better. So, you know, going head to head with, you know, you know, our, our guards is crazy every single day because, you know, it's so competitive that one night somebody will have a, a, a better practice than somebody else. So now, you know, you got to sleep on that and then come into practice the next day and try to and try to get the best of that player the next day. But at the end of the day, we're all a family. It's all love and it's all a brotherhood. So we never take it personal. We just want to get better. I mean, not since Kareem Reed has there been such a wonderful East Coast accent up there, I don't think. That was great to hear. He's going to be fun to hear from all season long. He is already uh, talking like Muss, so obviously the coach is having an impact on the mentality of his team. This is battle about what they need to do going forward. You know, we didn't play to um, our full potential. I feel like we're going to watch, watch film and learn from it. Um, I think we turned the ball over too much in the first half. Um, we're a little sloppy, and um, we definitely got to play better defense. Um, control the paint more. Um, but a win is a win, and it goes on a record book, so that's a, that's a positive thing. Yeah, that sounds like must to me. I like it. Not not resting on his laurels or the fact that you won by 30-plus and covered the number and everything else, yeah? I was going to say a reoccurring theme for all these must teams so far. I mean, of course, we can't really complain a whole lot because of the success we've had in March, but they can't shoot. And I feel like this year... Yep. You're going to have to. Sorry, go ahead. I feel like this year, we're actually going to be able to shoot. That is going to be I good. Trust, I trust in Trevor Brazil. I trust in Battle. I trust in Mark. L. Ellis, I think he can hit a three. Mm-hmm. Devo, if yeah. he can keep up the shooting that he had in the second half of last year. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some shooters on the team. You guys have been high on Davenport. He did not have a good shooting night. What do we think of him? Uh, that's, how, that's who he is. He's going to be hot. Streaky. Cold, you know? He got off to a slow start. I think he missed his first five or six and finally hit one. And you saw the reaction. It was like, remember, this is their first game. You know, their first real you know, game. Mm-hmm. And and there's a little pressure, and you want to get that first basket. You want to get that monkey off your back. And when he finally made that three, it was like, okay, finally, here we go. Mm-hmm. And just seemed to relax a little bit. Uh, but he's just, you can tell, he's got a good shot. Good, He's, uh, he's going to be a role player uh, or, or depth, you know, if something happens. And maybe he pushes, and at some point, you know how Musselman is. He changes up the lineup. There may be yeah. a point where Davenport comes on and gets in the starting lineup. But right now, he's like the seventh, eighth guy off the bench and comes in and gives some of those guards a little bit of a break. I wonder if Battle will stay on the bench or maybe work his way into the starting rotation. I think he's like him as that J.D. Note type of player off the bench. That's exactly what I was going to say. More efficient, of course. He could be a, the sixth man of the year, uh, the way he comes in off the bench and gives instant offense. Yep. Yeah, that's who, that's what he is. He's an offensive guy, minded guy. Yeah, the other thing is, I wanted to get, tip my cap to Chuck. I heard him do it once there. I hope he does it a lot during the first five or six games. Talking about, he's like, J- Joe Schmo transfer from such and such. And I'm like, as I continue to get to know these guys, I'm trying to keep track because there's so many new guys of where they came from, so it's helpful. I had a buddy that we were talking on the phone last night after the game, and he's like, where did this kid play? Where did that kid play? And I'm like, I know. It's hard to keep up with because there's so many dudes that played at other schools before now. Yeah, uh, Battle, he's he's doing the morning show, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, he was on this morning. Right. And very good, by the way. Yeah, very good interview. I love the accent. He's going to be fun to listen <laughs> yeah. to all year. But the, the thing is that he was saying about wanting to win, you know, to, to come to a program and to, you know what, it may mean shooting a little bit less, but a chance to win. And coming from a defensive-minded place like Temple, I think that made it a, a pretty good fit to yeah, come in here. no doubt. Different defense, of course, than sure. what they do. But as, at Temple, you got to play defense to get on the court. Well, he can score just fine, it seems like to me. So he's going to be good at both ends. He'll be tough to deal with. Pretty nice, pretty nice job by Moss in the portal again. So far, so good. JW, up first today at 1020. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Got a question for you. Pittman made a statement hmm. after the game about Kenny G making, uh, he goes, I like to see what was on the field that we practiced that week. Remember him saying that? Yep. Yeah. But, okay. My problem with Pittman as a head coach is making head coaches' decisions. I wasn't understanding why Pittman would not step up 
prior week before this, seeing we're doing one thing in practice and not doing it on the field. Why does it take so many games to lose to come in and say, hey, Dan, look, this is game four. We're not doing what we're doing in practice. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. So we he he didn't make an executive decision to, to be a head coach there. And my problem going forward with this is, yes, we got Kenny G stepping up, but when there's other things as a head coach that needs to make a decision, is he going to be the guy to do it? Or is he too lenient on his coordinators thinking, I, I don't know, I don't understand if you want to be the head man, the head boss, you've got to make decisions. Well, I don't know and what... Hang on. It, May I respond? Okay, yeah. I don't know when they first had the conversation because I don't know that you had the conversation after two weeks. Things weren't going great, but you were winning football games. And then, you know, obviously he's not an offensive coordinator, so he also trusts Anino, so you need to hire good guys and get out of the way and let them do their job. So I don't know at what week or what point he felt like they weren't doing what they had been practicing, but you heard him say it. He was pretty... What? The third game. Trey Biddy. I listened to Trey Biddy, and he was talking about that they were doing stuff in practice on the third week of the third game of the week. I guess the BYU game. Mm-hmm. They were doing things that they wasn't doing. Them. So it was the third BYU game that they was doing two different things on the. But field the, con- the comment from Pittman about I don't know why we didn't do that. We practiced it. It wasn't after the BYU game. It was later in the in the losing streak. Right. It, yeah. Correct. So. I'm just wondering why why can he not step up and say look. I'm sure after he said it to the media, he commented on it to Enos. And clearly Enos did not do what he wanted him to do, and so he made the move to let him go. I just think, man, we, we've lost all these games by one possession. Yep. And look where we could actually be if we'd won these games with a maybe Kenny G from the start. Maybe Kenny G from yeah, week three. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. I'm just saying. We, You're right. I mean, better. Sure, I, I think you're being very nitpicky, JW. I think you made some good points along this this uh, this uh, trial deal for Arkansas, but uh, I think you're being a little bit unfair and unreasonable here. Also, how about if the defense makes one more stop in the LSU game? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's a team effort. I mean, so I'm not saying the offense was great in most games, but the, the offense did their part in the LSU game. That wasn't the issue. Did their part really against BYU, too. Yeah, they put up thirty something against BYU. Arkansas got tricked on a couple of plays and it burned them. And then BYU made a couple of great plays too. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. There's a lot of assuming that uh, th- this had been happening all season long, and we don't know what the conversations were. Maybe Pittman had a conversation with Enos earlier in the year, say after week four, since we're just th- grabbing things out of the air, and said, hey, quit doing this. Next week, he did, and they did what they practiced and uh, didn't have that success, and week six comes, and then uh, you saw it go back to the old way, and Pittman's like, what are you doing? I told you not to do this, and week seven, he does it, and once again, he's fired. Right. We, we don't know what yeah. was going on inside. I- I think that's reasonable. I think that's likely what happened. And again, you don't want to meddle. You want your guy. Look, you think he, he. How about if he goes into Williams, Coach Williams, after the game is like, man, listen, you guys got to be able to get more stops. I mean, we should have had a chance to beat LSU. We scored 30 points in this game. I'm sure that didn't happen because you hire good guys and you get out of the way. Mm-hmm. But eventually, yeah, you got to do something different. The other part of it is, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Guyton, it obviously worked great this weekend. But it was also a, a Florida defense is a little bit shorthanded, young, very young. And again, I won't take anything away from the win, but it's one week. Let's wait and see how it goes this week and next week. Calm down for just a second. Let's pump the brakes. And I'm glad that he's in the mix for the OC. It'd be a great story. I'd love for him to earn the job over the next three weeks and Arkansas wins out. That'd be awesome. All the coaches that we've talked to and even Clint, they they said Arkansas's offense will have a spark this week. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a different offense just because they're excited to play for Kenny Guyton. Mm-hmm. This is a change. This is hope. You know, we talk about hope. You, you said hope can, will kill a man, right? Or something, drive a man crazy. Whatever. Well, it depends if you're listening to Red or you're listening to uh, Andy Dufresne. Thank you. We saw that. We saw some excitement. We saw a different offense. Just the way they ran out there and, and, and executed the place. What happens this week? What yep. happens the next week after the newness is worn? One of the other points that Clint made the other day is what are they going to do? I mean, if you're the defense, you're the defensive coordinator, uh, what are you planning for? You yeah. don't know because you've got a whole new offensive coordinator. Admittedly, they're not going to completely rewrite the playbook, but... Will they throw in some things that Browse like to do? And how much are they going to go to certain things? How much are they going to take out? You don't know exactly because it should be a different look, and it was. So, 
Let's see how it goes over the next couple of weeks, too. But I'm excited for Guyton. It's great. Coach talked about him yesterday. We'll get that on here in just a second. David's in Cersei. David, welcome. Okay. <laughs> Listen, uh, just a little bit of negativity, and then we'll get to positivity. Okay. Uh, when, uh, when I was watching the Mississippi State game, mm-hmm. I was not actually processing what I was looking at because I wasn't understanding it. We we were better than Mississippi State. Look, we're a better football team than Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And the offense was so slow and so methodical and so disillusioned, it appeared, that I didn't really understand what was going on. And it stayed that way almost the whole game. And <clears throat> Coach Nutt, uh, last Wednesday on 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 your station, he he explained it, and it, it pretty well is what I thought it was. It was a lack of effort. They had already quit on Coach Enos, which I can understand for a little bit, but you know it really shouldn't have happened to that extent. And Coach Nutt called names, which I would never do. And it's that's exactly what I witnessed. We all saw what kind of team we can have with a different scheme excitement with the players and the effort back so we're going to be okay i believe the next two games now against missouri it's, it's every man for himself because that's a good football team mm. listen on on the basketball team this may be and i've watched it since eddie sutton days every game that was aired i have watched uh this may be the most good players who can actually play basketball on one razorback team mm. than i have ever seen the whole time I was watching the game last night, I kept thinking, if Nolan was the coach, he wouldn't be substituting like this. He'd bring in his second five. I don't believe Battle started, did he? Uh, no. He could bring in Battle, Davenport, Graham, Blocker, Harris. Let's just go with another five for five or six, seven minutes and put the other guys back in. in, in before we get to conference play, you could. I, I'll go out on limb and say you could do that and we'd be okay. And uh, Mark and Harris are the real deal. If Davenport gets his shot going, it looks like Graham is back. He had several rebounds in the minutes he had. I watched him blocking out. Uh, They've got to him. This team has a chance to have the best record for a Razorback basketball team than we have seen in a while, barring serious injuries. And anybody that can't be excited about watching this team has just got to be a nut. And Wes... I thought it was going to be a great weekend. Razorbacks win. The Cowboys are going to win. We were snake bit in that game, and it just made me sick to lose to them. What do you think? Sloppy, undisciplined, should have won. First and goal from the six, and then you blow it. You blow it. And it's uh, the execution. Small details will cost you. And you think about uh, the touchdown that was called back when uh, the tight end didn't get across the goal line. If the other tight end runs a little deeper, that gives him the space. That's a small little detail. That's what irritates me about McCarthy a little bit. Little details like that cost you a game. Dak, running. Be aware where you are. You're, there's not somebody right there on you. Stay in bounds. That is very casual. Points. Yes. Yeah. Small little things. And I, I don't know about the tight. I mean, you're a professional athlete. You're a professional tight end. We can talk to Coach Conk about this in a second, but I mean, you know where the goal line is. If you run it a yard deeper, it's not an issue. Well, it's a little rub route with the other tight end. The other tight end go, it has to go a little bit deeper, so he cuts in off of him. That tight end didn't go, Ferguson didn't go deep enough for him to cut off, so he had to cut off his route a little bit. Savage, what's up? What's up, Justin? Yeah, Justin, you you can tolerate more than I probably can on, on some of these callers, but all these calls that are calling in, JW, all these, just email Dan Enos. He'll answer any question you got. Hmm. I promise you. Just... On the, hey, Wes, on the basketball, I love seeing baseball. I mean, that's a true freshman. You you actually see what a true freshman looks like uh, in that kid. I mean, he yeah. he was he was all over the place. The fouls, it'll all correct itself. But what was your thought on baseball and just the, the innocence of this kid? Because I think he's going to pan out be pretty good. I'll get off. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, Devo's, uh, Devo's wild card was five, 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 five. Bay was two. Two blocks, two steals, two points, a couple boards. Well, five fouls, but, you know. I think he could be good in two or three years. Yeah, he he looks like a freshman, and I think the point. I think that's what Savage is trying to make. 
you look at all these seniors, these older guys, and how good they look, and then you bring in a, a freshman like Bay Fall, and he looks a little—he looked out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's got talent. He's got a lot of size, obviously, but um, I don't think he's going to play much this year. Listen every Wednesday when R.J. Hawk joins his old buddies on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Natural State Wholesale Flooring. See everything that Natural State Wholesale has to offer at naturalstatewholesale.com. This is Sports Center. The number 14 Arkansas Razorbacks started off the season 1-0 in men's basketball after a 93-59 win over the Alcorn State Braves on Monday night. Leading the way for the Hogs was Caleb Battle, who scored 21 points in 19 minutes. He was 5 of 9 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, and 8 of 9 from the free throw strike. As a whole, the Hogs shot 52% from the floor, 40% from 3, and 68% from the line on their way to an easy victory. Up next, the Hogs, a Friday night matchup against Gardner-Webb, once again at Bud Walton Arena. Also, the Little Rock Trojans got their season off to a nice start with a 71-66 win over Texas State at home. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Are you a fan or are you the ultimate fan? Play the Elon DK Ultimate Sports Fan Packet Sweepstakes for a chance to prove you're the world's greatest armchair quarterback. All from the comfort of your own home theater. Visit an Elon DK near you to enter for a chance to build your own home theater with a $5,000 Best Buy gift card plus a YouTube TV gift card. Your ticket to streaming your favorite games this season. Visit an Elon or DK today and score big. No purchase necessary. 18 or older message and data rates may apply. For official rules, eligibility, terms and conditions, and privacy policy, visit myelon.com slash ultimate sports fan sweeps. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience. I want some rock and roll sushi. Founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll? Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. We got hibachi, too. Chicken, shrimp, filet, lobster, grilled vegetables, savory fried rice, and super salad. Rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner. Rockandrollsushi.com. With four locations to choose from in Benton, Conway, and two in Little Rock. Once a year, Saracen gives away a coveted BMW to one lucky winner. This month is that special time, and you could be the winner of an amazing BMW X5 SUV from Saracen Casino and BMW of Little Rock. Play to win a top-of-the-line BMW SUV only at Saracen Casino Resort. Just a short 40 minutes away, Saracen Casino is Little Rock's closest place to play and win a BMW X5 SUV. Saracen Casino Resort. Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-FOXY-2-4700. The best way to show up for tailgate season is with Mark McClarty Ford. Come see one of the largest selections of the best tailgating vehicles stadium parking lots have ever seen. And right now, take a whopping $12,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. That's $12,000 off. All with a five-star legendary car buying experience. Come visit Mark McClarty Ford today. Off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com. Better prices, even better customer service. The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, let's see what Justin Acri and Wes Moore have to say on the Buzz Radio Network. She see money all around me. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right. Welcome back, Coach. How are you? Uh, doing well. How are you guys doing? We're great. We're awesome. great. We're talking about wins here for a change. Been nice. Football team wins over the weekend. Basketball team rolls last night. Everything's coming up roses. 
it was a good uh, a good weekend for the Division One schools. Uh, with the exception of UAPB last week, but uh, it's great to be talking about an Arkansas victory. That's for sure. There is no doubt. So uh, I asked. Clint Sterner about this yesterday, and just curious to get your thoughts on what you saw that looked decidedly different in the approach from Arkansas offensively. Well, a couple of things. Number one, they looked a little bit more creative coming out the uh, coming out the shoot early, and uh, you know when you have two weeks to to really pare things down and look at things, and you know being a new play caller, you want to come out and uh, give some unpredictable looks and and. Uh, the scenarios to, to your opponent, and I thought they did that early. They got the ball to Washington early on a couple of plays. They looked, i tell you the other thing is they looked inspired. They had a lot of juice about them. Certainly getting Rocket Sanders back uh, uh, was big. I still don't think he's 100%, um, but, boy, at 90% or 85%, uh, he's still a pretty good football player. And um, But, yeah, just a little bit more juice. They looked inspired, and, again, some creativity to start the game. Uh, I thought set a positive tone for Arkansas. Where do you think they go from here offensively? Is it something you build on and add to, or do you kind of just keep doing what you're doing? Well, I think you go into, regardless of who's coordinating or putting a game plan together, I think you have to look at your opponent and the best way to attack them. Uh, So there's always going to be a wrinkle or two um, that you try to transition into the things that you're doing well. Obviously, they feel like they ran the ball well, Wes. So they found something. And, again, Sanders, you know, the physicality at the end of the game, I kept hearing about that. Hey, it was two dudes, man. It was it was Jefferson and Sanders running over folks at the end of the game, you know, which it's your two bell cows. They, they, need, they need to be doing that type of thing. But I think you always have a wrinkle or two for your opponent based on what they do, what you see on film. Uh, you try to build on the things you're doing well and improve on the things that you think you can continue to do. If not, throw it out and, and continue to just streamline your plan uh, so it allows the players to be as efficient as possible. But there's always going to be a wrinkle or two. You know, what was encouraging, too, is there was three or four 20, 25-yard plays, mm-hmm. and they took some shots last week. And, uh, you know, you, you guys had asked me last week, you know, what do you think they need to do to win? That was one of the things was run Jefferson uh, with designed runs, which they did a lot of quarterback draws, and then some shot plays down the field. Whether you hit them or not, at least let the defense know you're willing to take that opportunity. And uh, you add it all together, but the defense held pretty good. Uh, 300 yards of offense against the Florida team in Florida. I think they gave up one significant run, but outside of that, um, they, they they played winning football. I do think the Washington injury and the Armstrong injury probably uh, took some things out of the game plan that they had going into that game because uh, you could see early they were featuring those players. Tired of click conk on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. What about the offensive line coach? Did they? Do you feel like they maybe catered to them play call wise? Or do you think maybe they made a little bit of improvement, tweaked some things with the way they were approaching it over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I saw more seven-man protections, uh, a few more than what we had seen previously, uh, at least from watching the the game on TV. But, again, you build game plans and you build offenses inside out, not outside in. And so – You go as the offensive line will allow you to go, and then you do whatever you can to protect those guys if there is a deficiency, and we know there is a deficiency. So you saw uh, a moving of the launch point uh, at times on Saturday, which was good, uh, but still, you know, gave up several sacks, I think Mm -hmm. maybe five, and and that's just too many hits on the quarterback. I don't care how big you are. They they, they take their toll, but uh, uh, but again – they are who they are. It's week eleven or whatever, and so you 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 build a game plan around what you think those guys can do, and then continue to work fundamentals the best you can throughout the week to to yeah. see if you can make some improvements. You know, Wes, I don't know if you ever went through the list of accolades yesterday. Did you Did you go through the list of uh, awards? Yeah, no, I, I never. We did. never got to it. Yeah, all this happened, Coach, and we talked about the game for quite a bit yesterday. Not one time, I don't think, do we mention Cam Little, who kicked four field goals in the game, yeah. and because we have come to expect that from him. It's almost like a uh-huh and 
But that's just how good the kid is at his job. And I know you as a coach never took a kicker for granted, but it's uh, it's almost become sort of ho-hum, even when he kicks four in a game, which is remarkable. Dude, you never take those guys for granted. The, what they do is invaluable. Um, I, I, you know, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, I think he's the MVP of the football team. I mean, I, I think he's the – he does the best job for what he's asked to do as a football player on that football team. And um, and he's been the most consistent at doing his job week in and week out. And he's one of the best in the country. And it's easy to look past that because he is so good and he is so consistent. But you never take those cats for granted, man. Mm-hmm. Kudos to him because uh, he's got a big leg and uh, he's going to have an opportunity to make some money uh kicking a football through uprights and uh no we, we never need to take that guy for, for granted. Well and Fletcher who took a beating early in the season, he was well, I averaged like fifty yards a punt last week. I mean he's he's done a phenomenal job too. So Well I, I think I think the special teams have been fairly consistent. I know Coach Fountain has taken some, some abuse, you know, over the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, okay. But <laughs> what you can't deny is the statistics. The mm-hmm. numbers are the numbers. And those two guys have performed at a high level. Centennial has given them uh, some consistency as uh, you know, fielding the football. That's the number one thing you need to have is a guy that can catch the ball, and he's done that, and he's at times given us some electric returns. And so uh, I think by and large, uh, the, the, those those three guys have made a significant impact on, on, on their football team. If Arkansas comes back this coming week and loses to Auburn, does it undo the goodwill that you created this week winning at Florida? Oh, probably from a fan's perspective and probably from the team perspective, too. They want to play well at home. They haven't played well at home uh, in Fayetteville, really, this year. And, and they know that, and Coach Pittman has alluded to that. They want to play well for their fans. Now, the one thing he is going to be running up against this week, it's opening of modern gun deer season, <laughs> I believe. And then, of course, you're three and whatever you are, three and six. So, um I'm not sure the stands will be full, but I do know that the players and the coaches, they, they want to perform well at home. You know, you asked me several weeks ago after the Mississippi State game, how many do you think they can win? And I said, maybe one. Uh, I was wrong about the Florida game. I'm glad I was. But this was the one that I thought they could get because Auburn, um, they make their hay at big plays. If you look at their games, and particularly last week, it's all about shot plays, big plays, creating – uh, long runs because they want to run the football. If Arkansas can negate the big plays, create a couple of turnovers, um, you know, keep 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 them at twenty points or less. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I think they'll have an excellent excellent chance to to win this football game. They got to play good run defense. They've got to be good on third down and win the turnover battle. So I'm bullish on Arkansas this week. I think they'll take that momentum, uh, build on the things, correct some things. Um, you know, they kind of you are who you are. I've said that several times, but I do think they can take some momentum. They are playing at home and they want to play well at home. So I like Arkansas this week to win against Auburn. Coach, there's some re- momentum. Yeah, obviously. And then Florida International, with all due respect, I mean, it's a game you expect to win, and then you throw it all in on the Missouri game to potentially get to the postseason. But first things first, we'll see how the Auburn game goes. Uh, obviously, optimism has been somewhat renewed in the northwest part of the state and in the northeast part of the state, Coach. They ought to be over the frickin' moon. They lose as a nearly double-digit underdog at home this last weekend against the University of Louisiana. Coach Jones and company got something going right now. How about Butch Jones and those Red Wolves and the negativity they've had on them, you know, coming out of last year and this being a big year for those guys. They have risen to the moment. And uh, they held a really good Louisiana team. Uh, to 325 total yards. Uh, ASU had well over 400 yards. I'll say it again. If Arkansas State has a collective, or even if they don't, they better mm. get one for uh, Jalen Rayner because that dude is what's the the stir that's, you know, stirring the drink. He's the straw stirring the drink. Mm-hmm. And uh, another 250-yard, two-touchdown performance against Zach Wallace, the Benton native, nearly another 100 yards and a, and a touchdown. They've got something positive going on up there, and they are one win away from being bowl eligible. They're sitting at five wins right now. I, I believe I'm right on that. That's correct. Uh, yep, and they've got to go to South Alabama, who's taken two beat downs the last couple of weeks to uh, this same Louisiana team and Troy. Uh, I told you to take Troy minus the seven. But anyway, you did. Thank you. Um, 
That's okay. Uh, but now this will be a tough get. You know, playing in Mobile is not easy. Uh, South Alabama's fighting for their bowl eligibility. But there's a lot of optimism and a lot of momentum coming out of Jonesboro and Northeast Arkansas. The Red Wolves are one win away from being bowl eligible in 2023. Yeah, I mean, I won't be surprised if they win a couple more before it's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get Texas State, who, all due respect, you're on Modern West. You know they're not great. Um, and that's a home game. So they're going to have a really good look at maybe winning a couple more here. And then you get Marshall, who's awful at the end of the season. So they got a chance to win, you know, maybe seven, maybe eight. Who knows? Maybe they beat South Al. Why not? Hey, you know, as a coach, you cannot qualify momentum. And this is such a momentum sport. There's a lot of momentum. All of a sudden, those injuries and those nicks and bruises, they heal a lot faster when Mm -hmm. you win. And everybody wants to be a part of it. And so uh, uh, I like like the, uh, the trajectory. And uh, I think Coach Jones, that staff, and that football team has answered the questions. Now they still got to finish, mm-hmm. but up to this point, I don't think there's any question whether or not you know, hey, are we looking to make a coaching change after the year? I mean, they're one win away from being in a bowl game, but I'm pretty confident they're going to get one somewhere down yeah. the road here. I think that's so. Safe. Very bullish on ASU. Absolutely. Central Arkansas, everything's out in front of them. They do not control their own destiny, but they do control their own path. This week, an Eastern Kentucky team that has sort of drawn their ire. There's some bad blood there, even though this rivalry is relatively new, Coach. These two teams don't like each other. Eastern Kentucky's out of the race now, for the most part, assuming Austin P doesn't stub its toe against a lesser than this week. Um, Eastern Kentucky's not in the conversation. Hopefully their their daubers down a little bit as they come to Conway. But I think both these teams will probably give their best effort on the stripes this week. It's senior day. Uh, typically on big days like that, is that a good thing or a bad thing for a team? Well, a lot of emotion. Uh, there's no question. There's a lot of them. I mean, a ton of emotion by the parents, by the players, by the coaches. Because uh, you're, you're, you're looking back on a career and you still have a game to play in front of you. So that's always a tricky a tricky deal because you you know those guys have put two three four five six maybe seven years these days into a program and you want to give them their due but again looking forward you've got a game to play now let me correct you on one thing though and i was kind of looking at this if i'm the eastern kentucky coaching staff that was their first conference loss last week right yep okay so you beat uca and then austin p beats uca then they would be co-champions. So they may not make the playoffs, but they would have a chance to still share the conference title. No, it's, if, I'm, if Austin P. No, if Austin P. wins this week and next week, um, or if they if they win this week and lose next week, they're still Eastern Kentucky's not in the mix. UCA wins it outright. So if they're all one-loss teams, then they still share the conference. They share sure, the but, conference. You, but but the but I'm saying yeah. the automatic qualifier won't go to them. My point is 100%. they're not gonna, they're not going to play in the postseason. After losing, That's correct. they lost in heartbreaking yeah. fashion too in overtime. Yeah, they've lost they've lost four games by twelve points. But if I'm on the Eastern Kentucky side, going, hey, we can't control our destiny. We may not be a postseason team, but we we can still grab a share of a ring. And so yeah. that may be some motivation. But now let me say this about Eastern Kentucky. This kind of reminds me of the old McNeese State rivalry that we had, and nobody liked anybody. And, and that thing <laughs> became pretty heated pretty quick. And uh, I really wish that game, the old Red Beans and Rice Bowl. I, I really wish we could still continue to play that but uh but this reminds me of that of that rivalry and uh and eastern kentucky's kind of been their nemesis uh you know several years here running and uh uh it ought to be a great game uh i do think you know uca came out fast very quickly terrific last week which was good to see but then kind of plugged and played the rest of the way mm-hmm. they'll need to play four quarters yep. this week against eastern because they're used to playing four quarters of football up there and uh Parker McKinney is in his, what, ninth year? Yep. I mean, I don't know. Just about. That guy's been there. He's been there since the Gulf War, I think. But um, good football team. Don't let their record fool you. And I'm sure the coaches have emphasized that. All you got to do is watch the film, I'm yeah. sure. They've lost four games by a total of 12 points. Yep. And uh, this will be a good football team coming to Conway. Well, and the flip side is UCA's last four games have been decided by 12 points going into this last weekend, and they won three out of the four. So they've been able to lose, win close games, and Eastern Kentucky's been losing close games. But you're right, it's a very good team, and they need to be on uh, on point. UAPB, obviously, the struggles continue. The building process, I mean, we kind of say the same thing every week, Coach. Yeah, yeah, they're looking probably for an off-ramp at this time you know, to, to, to collect themselves and regroup, go into recruiting and build on the pieces that they feel good about but you know you can't win a football game in college football today throwing for one yard and uh, that's what they did at 146 yards total offense they allowed over 500 and uh, now they get a four and five grambling team that has not met expectations this may be their last home game i think but uh 
but they might be looking for a little bit of a of an off ramp to to recharge the program and uh, kind of see where they are at the end of the season. Coach Harding is uh, destroying everybody, so we can just push them aside. They're a top five team nationally. Um, they're the best team in the in the conference. They're going to the playoffs. A lot on the line in the Battle of Arvinas mm-hmm. weekend, and Henderson with a chance to play spoiler for their friends across the street. Yeah, you know, first of all, Harding, congratulations. I mean, they're playing for perfection this year. Mm-hmm. To win 11 in a row of anything is pretty spectacular, and so they've got Arkansas Tech, you know, a rival game, and Tech has won four of their last five, and they're 5-5 five and five now, so they're playing for a winning season. But you look for Harding to, to complete the, the run. Uh, but, yeah, OBU, Henderson, Battle of Ravine, still on my bucket list. I still haven't. I'm in Texas again, dead gummit. I can't get there, but I am going to make one of those. And uh, I know both of those coaches well. And you can throw all the records out. But OBU fighting maybe for a playoff or Henderson fighting for a nine-win season, a possible Division II bowl game. And don't look now, but Southern Arkansas with a win over UAM wins nine games. So there's potentially uh, – you know, three teams this year are going to win nine or more games coming out of the Great America Conference. So, uh, yeah. a lot on the line this week, no question. Yeah. Coach, it's week one of the playoffs, and usually that's the, kind of the slowest week because you have the top two seeds in the 5A or 6A and 7A sitting out and some in the 4A and 3A, but uh, still some some good games. And you know what? War Memorial Stadium's hosting playoff games Thursday and Friday night. Parkview Thursday, Catholic Friday. Yeah, I've kind of got the Alma at Parkview game. Obviously, Parkview is going to be a heavy favorite there, but still to kick things off. And then, of course, Mountain Home at Catholic uh, Friday night at the stadium. I do want to go back a week, and uh, congratulations to the Brian Horner, to mm. Quad Sanders, one of my former players. I mean, to go into John McConnell Stadium, 9,000 people with the momentum that uh, Conway has been playing with and the team that they have, I mean, I still think they're a dark horse to win the state championship. But congrats, and the pressure on, on Quad and that staff and that team playing against their former coach, uh, man, congratulations. What what a, what about rising up to the moment? Big big win for Bryant. I, I am so happy for Quad and that group. But, uh, but yeah, Wes, to your point, you got Cersei at Greenbrier, uh, England at Desark, and then Harrison comes down to play Lakeside. I mean, all good games, all in central Arkansas. I mean, there's a bunch all over the state, but, but Nettleton coming down to play Pine Bluff, uh, one of my former coaches and players is the head coach at Nettleton. Um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of good, a lot of good football players. I, I do have some predictions, though. You want to write them down? Here we go. You make them quick. All right, Fayetteville in seven A, six A Benton, five A Greenwood, four A the Elkins Elks, three A Hoxie, and then two A Conway Christian out of Conway, Arkansas. I think Conway's going to maybe get a state championship between one of those two teams, but. Uh, but the best time of the year, high school football, people in the state, uh, Arkansas, ASU, and UCA, all playing Division One games in November. Good time to be a football fan. Did I mishear Even something? though basketball started. Let's recue that. Fayetteville and 7A. Who you like in 6A? You got Greenwood? Benton. Okay. Greenwood's in 6A, too. Yeah, you oh, said Greenwood. Benton and Greenwood. Okay, I'm sorry, Benton. Benton, okay. Yeah, Benton there. Well, Benton and can't then, get there because uh, they, they got to beat Little Rock Christian, Coach. I mean, it'd be ridiculous. Nah, Come on. I, I like I like Benton. I'm just kidding. They get to be at home at least. They, that's a good. That's an advantage for them for sure. I think well, you said Greenwood instead of Parkview. Parkview, I meant to say. That's right. Okay. Parkview and Five A. Gotcha. Elkins, Hoxie, and Conway Christian. How about Elkins? Yeah, Drew Morgan, Drew Morgan. undefeated. The Elkins. Well, he's he's Elkins. not the head coach. No, he's, a, no. he's a receivers coach. Yeah, yeah. He's well. He's a social media guy. That's the one I say. So <laughs> anyway. All right, Coach, I like the picks. we got to run. Thank you to Farm Brothers Flying Service. Appreciate you. we get you in studio next week? I'm going to try to, yes. Okay. I'm going to take that as an absolute. I appreciate you. Okay. All, All right. right. Thanks, guys. See you, Coach. Thank bye. you. All right. Bye-bye. What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight gain, and or loss of muscle mass, it's on you, fellas. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos. Deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays. And DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. Come and get your Willie D's. 
This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment, get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Too busy to call into the show? Text us on the Southern Structural Solutions text line at 501-661-1037 or message us on the Asher Record Live fan feedback. Now, back to the zone. A couple of items here from Asher Record Live fan feedback as we wrap up our hour. Thanks to Coach Conklin along there. What's new? Uh, Connor says on JW, please stop taking his calls. He's worse than Navy Mike. Please stop torturing us. I don't think he's worse than Navy Mike. I just think today wasn't a good day. Uh, North Little Rock Mike says, they finally got them shooters this year. Very experienced. Will this be Musselman's best squad? Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. I'll bet it's the best regular season squad. Okay. Maybe. Postseason is a whole other animal. Sure. Matchups matter. Yeah. Get a high C, though. It certainly helps. This is one of the few times I feel like... I don't think they'll have that early season SEC drought where you're like, oh my God, they got to get to know each other. The Musselman doesn't know. Once again, the portal. Uh, Musselman's not a good coach. Yeah. This isn't going to work. I I think they're going to start off strong in the SEC and have a chance to win the SEC. I think what so you, too. Yeah. What's your concern with this team? Uh, a big Sats, guy. Right? Yeah. And if yeah. Graham keeps playing like he did last night, that'll make me feel better. Yep. Um. I got to give a pat on the back to UAPB. Went on the road last night. Two guys went for thirty in a loss. Pretty impressive. That was at Missouri, and then uh, Arkansas State got handled pretty good up at Wisconsin. UCA lost over at Tulsa. They were shorthanded a little bit though. Their best players out and had another guard out last night. And then Little Rock, Little Rock. pat on the back. Got a win as an underdog at home. KK, good win, good win last night. Yeah, big time. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Queen Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell and Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Demon shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor on staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new